Hey there, my whizzes. Well, I have made it to a full year of podcasting and to season five of the Food Biz Whiz podcast. That's right. You are listening to episode number 52 of the podcast, and it's been exactly one year since I've launched it. In today's episode, I'm going to highlight some of my favorite shows from this past year and a key takeaway from each one. We are going to do this rapid fire style so you can figure out what you may have missed over the past 12 months and where you want to tune in to catch up. If you have been following me on social media this past week, you know that I've been shouting out my favorite episodes every day, grouping them into categories so you know exactly how and where to access the information that you need. You may have also seen that I'm doing a really fun giveaway in order to celebrate this big milestone for my podcast. The giveaway runs through next Thursday, August 6th, when next week episode, next week's episode comes out and you can get free access to successful subject lines, my free mini course when you share the Food Biz Whiz podcast on social media and tag me. If you have been getting crickets from buyers, if you have been struggling to get buyers to open your emails, the first place to start tweaking is that subject line. In my free mini course, I'll teach you how to craft an engaging, attention-grabbing subject line that gets you one step closer to that buyer opening up your email, reading your pitch, and saying yes to carrying your products. All you have to do is give this podcast a shout out on social media and tag me, and I'll send it directly to you. For more details on how to get my successful subject line mini course, click through to the show notes. All right. So are we ready to celebrate one year of podcasting? Without further ado, let me recap some of my favorite shows from this past year. Here we go. You're listening to Food Biz Whiz, the weekly podcast for everyone in the packaged food industry. Join your host, Allie Ball, to learn how to launch, grow, and scale your business. You'll hear real-life examples from her time as a professional grocery buyer, interviews with CPG experts, and listen in on actual client coaching sessions. Let's get going. Hey, before we jump in, I want to make sure that you've grabbed my free retail roadmap, a workbook that outlines my nine steps to building a brand that flies off the shelf. If you're a producer of a packaged product in the food industry, you are going to want this. I'll add it to today's show notes, so make sure you check out that PDF when you're done listening. Thanks. Okay, let's get straight into this. I've broken down some of my favorite episodes into five main categories, so let me tell you what they are and some key takeaways from each. The five categories are marketing for your food business, increasing retail sales of your packaged product, navigating COVID in the food and beverage industry, building a successful brand, and must-hear advice for founders. You guys, I got to tell you, it was hard for me to pick just three episodes in each of these categories, and there were so, so many guests that I've had over the past year who I really admire and love for their contributions to my show. For the full list of the past 52 episodes, click on through to the show notes or find it at foodbizwiz.com. For now, here is my curated list for you guys. So here we go. We are going to start with marketing, my favorite marketing episodes. The first one I want to shout out is episode number three, 
Three Steps to Successful Partnership Marketing with Sally Rogers of Parsnip. You guys, this was a really early episode on podcast number three, where I brought in my longtime friend, Sally Rogers of Parsnip. Parsnip is a free platform for brands where you can come together and find complementary CPG businesses to collaborate with. From giveaways to product development to sharing resources, partner, Parsnip is the place to do that. The biggest thing that I took away from this episode with Sally was the reminder of the key part of partnerships, and that's the partner aspect. Her list of ways that you can show up as a great partner so that bigger brands who have a broader reach actually want to work with you was invaluable. So often we go into collaborations thinking, what can this partner do for me? And instead, when instead, like if we flip that thought and we articulate, what can I do for this other brand or what can we achieve together? You will have far greater results. Thank you, Sally, for trusting in the Food Biz Wiz podcast so early on and joining me in episode number three. From there, the second most important marketing episode to listen to is episode number 30. The three most important things to do with your email list to capture more sales for your food business with Carly Hackbarth. So if you aren't already capturing email addresses, warming up your audience and automating sales, you're missing out. The big aha moment that I had with Carly was the reminder that your numbers frankly, don't matter here. A tiny list of 30 people who actually open your emails and purchase from you is far more valuable than a list of a thousand people who don't even engage. If you're sitting around waiting to email your list until it's bigger, you are missing out. Tune into episode 30 and stop making this mistake. Plus, you'll also learn Carly's steps to creating an automated welcome series for your email list, guaranteeing you are warming up that audience and turning them into purchasers. Carly, thank you for sharing your marketing expertise with my whizzes. And then lastly, a favorite recent episode on marketing was with Elle of Wonderkind. It was episode 45, Working with Influencers, How to Execute a Successful Influencer Marketing Campaign with Wonderkind Co. Now, I know you're wondering how to navigate influencer marketing, especially as more people are online nowadays. I had two important realizations from my conversation with Elle. The first was that everyone, every brand can utilize influencer marketing. I don't know about you, but I often think about influencer marketing being focused on athletic young white women flaunting around town with their yoga mats and their green juices. So Elle set me straight and really highlighted that anyone who influences their community is an influencer. From the neighborhood dad who's always hosting barbecue nights, to a social butterfly at the retirement community, to the mom blogger, to the third grade teacher, they all command attention and influence their community. So it's important to remember that your brand can absolutely work with influencers, even if you're not that typical wellness product, right? I found that really refreshing to hear. From there, Elle reminded me that the most successful influencer campaigns, just like Sally said, Go back to that idea of partnerships. 
It's not a one and done campaign necessarily. And she gives some really great tips on how to create a relationship with your influencer network and how to create long-standing, successful influencer campaigns. Elle, I am so in awe of what you're doing at Wonderkind, and I'm so appreciative of your perspective in our space. All right, so those were some of my favorite episodes on marketing. So now let's turn to my favorite on retail sales, my very favorite thing to talk about. You guys know this. So episode number 42, sales secrets and perfect pitches, how to get on the retail shelf with WeStock. So in this episode, I talked with Cameron McCarthy about his past experience as a national sales director and the work that he's now doing with WeStock to help brands get on more shelves through customer requests. You've probably also heard of WeStock as a sponsor of the Food Biz Whiz podcast. I love what they are doing in our industry. A light bulb moment that I want everyone to take away from this episode, episode 42, is something that we talk about all the time in Retail Ready, that you've got to move beyond that idea that a buyer will bring in your product line because it's delicious. You have got to craft that buyer pitch so that you address the real reason why buyers bring in your products. Take a trip down memory lane with me and my experience as a former grocery buyer in this episode with Cameron. It is filled with nuggets of wisdom for those of you who are trying to land on more shelves, be it digital or brick and mortar shelves. Check it out. Episode number 42. From there, you guys loved episode number 47, working with brokers and distributors with Green Spoon Sales. Daniel Morrison, the director of distributor relations at one of my favorite brokerages, came on to talk to us about how to navigate that complex world of brokers and distributors. I'm going to say it again, but I loved how much Daniel talked about it being a partnership and how even the very best broker or distributor can't save a half-baked brand. If you are listening and thinking that once you land that broker or that distributor, you will be able to take a big, deep breath and things will get easier you got to think again. It's not to say that brokers and distributors won't help grow your brand. They will, but you have got to be the one who is ultimately responsible. I love Daniel and Greenspoon so much that he is coming in to do live support and training for my retail ready students in August. So if that is something that you're needing, hit me up. I've got room for a few brands to join us in retail ready in the next few weeks. And all it takes is an email or a DM straight to me to get that process started. And then finally, my most recent favorite episode on increasing your retail sales was a live on-air coaching episode that I did with Sylvie Charles of Just Date Syrup. So that was episode 48, on-air wholesale coaching with Just Date Syrup, increasing velocity without demos. So this episode aired just a few weeks ago, and I coached Sylvie, a Retail Ready student, on how to continue to grow sales now that she's not able to do demos and in-store marketing. She just launched her Just Palm Syrup in Whole Foods Market globally, and rightfully so, is a little nervous about the launch without the in-store support behind it. If you take one thing away from this episode, it's that there are lots of ways to get creative when you can't demo, and it starts with changing your mindset. I'll ask you this. How much money were you spending on demos, and where are you now putting that money instead? 
It's time to stop the pity party, shift the budget, and put those dollars to work elsewhere in your marketing strategy. Tune into to episode 48 to hear exactly what it's like to get support from me within Retail Ready and to learn more about Sylvie and her journey from med school to the founder of a national brand. All right, you guys, are you still with me? I am giving you a lot of info here, a lot of recaps. So let's take a quick break and we will be right back. Instead of having a sponsor for today's episode, I want to give you a freebie, my retail roadmap. This roadmap is essential for anyone launching or growing a packaged food product as it clearly outlines the difference between creating a product line that flies off the retail shelf Versus one that just sits there. Find my free retail roadmap linked in today's show notes. You are going to love it. We are back and I'm still celebrating my one year of podcasting. So I'm going to recap three more themes of episodes that I have loved so much from this past year. Navigating COVID and surviving 2020, building a solid brand, and finally, my not-to-be-missed solo episodes. So let's start with three episodes on navigating the ups and downs of 2020. Man, what a wild ride it has been. I had three guests on over the past few months who really helped my listeners shift their perspective, understand where to focus your attentions moving forward, and how to continue to stay in business. Here are my three favorites. I loved episode 35, Adapting to Change, How to Move Forward in CPG with Amrit Richmond. So Amrit and I recorded this episode the week after Expo West was canceled in March, and we talked about how to quickly assess where you are and how to potentially change course if needed in the wake of COVID. Amrit's advice still rings true four months later, and one of the main takeaways that I had from our episode together was that If you weren't already looking at your business financials and your operations and your systems, then you weren't really running a business anyway. We talked about this in the nicest way possible on this episode and gave our listeners a bit of tough love about being a business owner. The long and the short of it is that it's hard. Our industry is hard, but there's one huge silver lining that the food industry And that in the food industry this year, and that is that we are a resilient one. And in fact, we are one of the only industries that is positioned to grow in 2020. Tune into episode 35 with Amrit and me to learn more about what it truly takes to succeed in the CPG industry, how to be an empathetic vendor, and how to step it up with your business this year. The next episode that I want to highlight under that COVID theme is episode 37. We're doing a 180 here. So mastering online experiences in a shifting landscape, how to connect with your consumers and capture sales online with Cynthia Samanian of Hidden Rhythm. So Cynthia is the only guest that I have had on twice this past year, and there's a great reason for it. She's an incredible speaker, a forward thinker, and a master of hospitality. So the big takeaway that I want you to get from this episode is that now is the time to go online. The playing field is leveled, and if you are not showing up for your audience, you are missing out. Cynthia teaches us how to connect authentically with our followers and how it goes way beyond Zoom happy hours and virtual cooking classes. 
If you are listening to this episode four months after COVID initially hit in the US and you're still not showing up consistently for your audience online, you are going to love this episode with Cynthia. She preaches that you don't have to get all the fancy lighting and write all the scripts and do the video editing and on and on and on, but you have to show up. Tune into episode 37 to hear it straight from Cynthia. And then finally, one of my most popular episodes from the past year was with Elliot Began, a fellow food industry consultant. I am talking about episode number 41, Cash, Current Affairs, and Community, the State of the Food Industry, 60 Days Post-COVID-19. What I love about this episode is that Elliot gives up, gives it to us super straight. He tells us that if you got into this industry thinking that it was going to be a cakewalk, you had unrealistic expectations from the beginning. He gives us some real talk explaining that COVID has just exposed cracks in our businesses that were already there. And then he cheers us back up again, <laughs> giving us some good news about seeking investment during COVID and how you guys can continue to grow your businesses in 2020. Elliot is extremely articulate, articulate with decades of experience in the CPG industry. And he has a thoughtful perspective that you are going to love. Do not miss this one. Episode 41. All right. So those are my three COVID related episodes. Are you guys getting sick of talking about COVID yet? I know I personally can only refresh the news so many times in a day. I'm really trying to limit it. And I want to stay informed, but not obsessed. I'm trying to figure out how to navigate this for my listeners. How much do you want to continue to hear about COVID and the impact that it's having on our industry? And how much do you want me to do more specific advice, like my episodes on email automations or copywriting or Kickstarter campaigns? I'd love to hear what you want out of this next year on the podcast. So hit me back and let me know. I want to hear straight from my listeners. So that being said, let's move along to something that you ask me about all the time, how to build a brand that resonates with your target audience. I have three really special episodes that I want to highlight for you from this past year. So first is episode 10, competing on, on brand. So Moxie Sozo's three guiding principles of building a brand that wins. I could listen to this first one, this first one on marketing with Evan Faber over and over again. And even if you've heard it almost a year ago at this point, it is worth revisiting. The big light bulb moment that I had in the show was when Evan talked us through his guiding principles of building a brand. His principles are clarity, humanity, and creativity. And Evan does an incredible job of articulating why your brand needs each of these. If you are struggling to connect with your audience or just don't have the high sales that you are wishing for, revisit this show. You guys are going to love it. From there, you're going to want to work on your brand strategy. And there is no better way to do it than to listen in to episode number 15, Three Steps for Building Your Brand Strategy with Katie Malezova. So you guys probably know Katie from the Real Food Brands podcast, where she teaches food and beverage brands all about brand strategy. So I was honored that she came on my show to educate my audience. If you don't know about the Real Food Brands podcast, again, click through to the show notes. You'll find it there. And I know that if you love Food Biz Whiz, you are going to love Real Food Brands podcast. So I enjoyed this episode with Katie because she mentioned something that stuck with me for weeks. 
The whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Of course, Aristotle said it first, but again, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Katie's reminder of it really got me thinking about the value of infusing your brand strategy through everything that you do in your business, which ultimately comes together to make a hard working sales machine. So if you want some inspiration about building a brand, not just a product line, then you want to listen to episode number 15 with Katie. And then finally, that last episode about branding is one that comes from a friend of mine outside of the food industry, Adam Force. In episode 40, Storytelling for Sales, Using the Power of Storytelling to Build Your Packaged Food or Beverage Business, Adam, as you might imagine, weaves a story of how important it is to use storytelling to drive sales. If you built your food or beverage business because of because of something that you overcame or a personal event in your life, and you want to share your big why with the world, Adam is the guy to teach you how to do that. The main thing that I want you to tune into here is that stories sell and people connect with brands who tell stories. Learn how to do more of that and capture more sales with episode number 40. Okay, so lastly, we are on to my final top three list. I don't want to brag, but this final list is made up of three solo episodes with me, and I am calling it the top three podcast episodes that every food and beverage business needs to hear in 2020. So let's start with episode number 31, Founder Fumbles, Five Common Mistakes I See Every Food and Beverage Founder Make and How to Avoid Them. You guys, I have worked with thousands of food and beverage companies, and I see you make the same mistakes over and over again. If you want to recap, if you want my recap on what to avoid from financials to marketing to organizational systems, check out this episode. The big takeaway is that it's really, really easy to start a food business and to wake up Two years later, realizing that you just have a super expensive hobby. Do not make this mistake. From there, one of my most popular episodes of this past year was episode number 43, Virtual Pitches, Five Steps to a Successful Online Buyer Pitch. So if you have shifted, as lots of brands have, and you're doing more virtual pitches with buyers nowadays, you have got to make sure that you are prepared for that pitch. After all, you've got one chance to make a positive impression on a buyer. The light bulb moment that many listeners had with this episode was how to actually craft a pitch that captures the attention of a buyer by starting with an ear-catching stat. Can I say ear-catching? I think I can. An ear-catching stat on what your product is going to do for your category. Buyers are numbers people, and in order to prove that you're going to help them achieve their goals, You've got to have hard data. Find out all about my five steps. Find out the full five steps to the perfect online pitch in episode number 43. Super relevant for right now. And then finally, the very last episode that I want to highlight from this past year is episode number 46, a rapid fire Q&A on growing your packaged food business. So I did a handful of these rapid fire episodes over the past year, and I know how much you guys enjoyed it. You, this is one of the ones that I got the most feedback on. 
In this recent one, I talked about inclusion in the food industry and how I'm focused on that in the podcast. Plus, I did give you info on demos, sell sheets, payment terms, shelf life, packaging changes, and lastly, why a buyer says no to your product and how to get them to say yes instead. I love these rapid fire episodes because you get a fa- you get fast and furious advice and I know that you are going to like it as much as I do. All right, so there you have it. Some of my favorite episodes from the very first year of podcasting. Now, before you go, I want to say two more things. First off, a big 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 thank you for being such a loyal listener. If it weren't for your written reviews and subscribes and shares and DMs saying how much you enjoy the show, I'm sure I would have given it up a long time ago. It is hard work. It takes me a few hours to produce each show, and then I pay for a team to do the editing and the production backend. I've put in a few hundred hours on this podcast over the past year, and I paid for it out of pocket <laughs> for its production because I want you to have this information. Now, I'm not saying this as a lead-in to asking for money <laughs> or telling you that I'm going to start charging for it. That's not where I'm going here, but to say a genuine Thank you, a really big thank you for supporting me with your written reviews on iTunes and for sharing my podcast with your network. The more people that I can reach with this podcast, the more food businesses I can support. Thank you for helping me do this work. And then secondly, I want to wrap up with a reminder for you to take advantage of the giveaway that I'm doing this week in celebration of one year of podcasting. Remember, if you share my podcast on social media, any sort of shout out works through next Thursday, August 6th, I'll give you access to my free mini course, Successful Subject Lines. You'll learn how to craft a subject line that captures the attention of wholesale buyers, getting one step closer to getting on the digital or physical shelf. Thank you for helping me spread the word, and thank you for celebrating my one year of podcasting. Okay, my whizzes, let this be the official welcome to year two of the podcast. I can't wait for another 52 episodes with you. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. I'll see you in our Facebook group. We're over 1,300 food businesses in there, found directly in the show notes, as always. And I'll be right back here next week. Have a good one and stay busy. Thank you for listening to Food Biz Whiz, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe so you never miss a beat. Hungry for more? Check out www.foodbizwiz.com. That's food, B-I-Z-W-I-Z.com for detailed show notes from all episodes. Thanks again for tuning in and stay busy.